Welcome to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Lyon, and I want to thank you for joining me as we explore the world of small grains production and research at Washington State University. In each episode, I speak with researchers from WSU and the USDA ARS to provide you with insights into the latest research on wheat and barley production. If you enjoy the WSU Wheat Beat podcast, do us a favor and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. And leave us a review while you're there so others can find the show too. My guest today is Dr. Marcus Fleury. Marcus is a professor of soil physics and vadozone hydrology. He joined WSU and the Crop and Soil Sciences Department in 1997 after a postdoc at the University of California at Riverside. His research program focuses on water flow and transport of contaminants in soils. He recently started to work on plastic pollution of soils and potential alternatives, such as the use of biodegradable plastic mulch films. He teaches graduate soil physics and hydrology courses. Hello, Marcus. Hello, Joe. So we, we hear a lot about plastic pollution of the ocean, um, but you're working on plastics in terrestrial systems, such as soils. Can, can you tell us a little more about plastic pollution of terrestrial environments? Yes, certainly. I'm glad to. So we, we hear a lot about plastic pollution in the oceans, as you said, and almost every day in the newspaper you can read something <clears throat> about plastics in the ocean and how it affects marine life. Now, <clears throat> indeed, there is an enormous amount of plastic that is dumped into the ocean every year. And we are actually estimating, and just to give you kind of a perspective of that, that every minute <clears throat> of every day of every year, we, we dump about one garbage truck of plastic into the ocean. So that's uh, <clears throat> every minute one truck goes into the ocean of plastic waste. So that amounts to 8 million tons of plastics dumped into the ocean every year. And the problem there is that uh, we don't get that plastic back out. It's very difficult to remove that plastic, of course, from the ocean. So we know there is an enormous amount of plastic in the ocean, and it's really a, a global uh, environmental problem. Now, recently, we have found that actually the amount of plastic that is dumped into the terrestrial environment, so in soils and, and forests and rangelands, uh, is probably also about the same amount that is dumped into the ocean. So we don't have exact numbers for terrestrial systems because it's a little bit more difficult to measure the plastic that is dumped <clears throat> into soils. But the estimates actually point to the fact that we also pollute our terrestrial ecosystems in the same amount as we uh, pollute the oceans. That's a, that's a large number, and, and we don't have as much terrestrial uh, land as we do ocean. So that's uh, a pretty, when you consider that, it's about a, what the quarter of the land cover is terrestrial versus three quarters in ocean, if I remember this correctly. So that's a, that's a lot of plastic we're putting into our soils. Yeah. And it's not only, not only um, <clears throat> agricultural soils where we produce food, but it also recently has been discovered that we have in remote areas, you know, in uh, in national parks, for instance, in the U.S., that we have plastic um, that is polluting you know, systems in the national parks. And even in the Arctic, plastic has been found on glaciers. So we find it actually everywhere. How, how does the plastic end, end up in our soils? Uh, how, how does it get there? I, I, I know 
plastic just kind of gets poured into the ocean. But what, what about for land areas? Yes, yeah. For the ocean, you, it, it's kind of easy to understand that right? you you just have the plastic. So people throw plastic away, and then it just um, land, end, ends up in the ocean. Uh, for land, there are many different sources how plastic actually can end up in in terrestrial systems. So, so first of all, you just throw away plastics, right? If you throw away plastics um, <clears throat> accidentally, then that plastic will just end up um, somewhere in in the environment. Uh, just consider when you drive along a highway. Uh, how much plastic actually is littering the sides of the highways. Uh, and that plastic can then be transferred through wind <clears throat> or water um, to, to nearby soils or, or forests, right, and stays there. So that uh, accidental dumping or throwing away plastic, that's one a big source of plastics <clears throat> in our soils. And then it can be blown away from landfills. If we throw away plastics, it goes into landfills oftentimes, right? And then you have winds that could blow plastic away plastic is very light so it's very easy to to be picked up by the wind and then carried <clears throat> carried along and another source of plastic is that we have um, we use a lot of plastics directly in our soils so just think about uh, agriculture where we have plastic films uh, we have greenhouses that are often covered with plastics and those plastics then although they are removed oftentimes after they have been used it's very difficult to remove everything after usage and sometimes plastic breaks apart in smaller smaller pieces so they cannot be removed anymore so the direct use of plastics on our soils uh, will lead to to accumulation of plastics over time and then you also have plastic. Um, we have recently even found that we find plastics in, in drinking water <clears throat> and, and in rivers. And if we use water for irrigation, so that plastic then can transfer from, from irrigation or from flooding uh, into the soils. So there are multiple sources that actually bring plastics uh, in, into, into the soils. And then, as I mentioned earlier, for national parks or remote areas where you actually would not expect to have any plastics, this is just wind transport from smaller plastic pieces over large distances that then over time can, uh, can accumulate um, in soils. I think I heard a, a NPR story here not too long ago about plastic rain. So it's just uh, just dropping out of the air and, and winding up all around the globe, I believe. Right. Yeah. So it can really uh, distribute globally because it's it's very light, particularly the, if it's in small pieces. Small plastic pieces are very light and can be suspended in the atmosphere for a very long time. Yeah. And so then globally spread, basically. Yeah. So what happens with all this plastic that ends up in our soils? Yeah, so this is a very good question because plastics have been manufactured to be very resistant for degradation. That's why we use plastic in the first place, right? We, we make plastics so that we can use them for a long time. And so if you think about plastics, actually, we... We can say we live in a plastic age because we use so many products of a plastic. Just think about a car, how much plastic is, is inside a car. And that material is made to be very resistant for degradation because we don't want to have these materials break down. And this is a good thing for the plastic, of course, but if the plastic ends up in the environment, it's a bad thing because then the plastic will just stay there for a very long time and cannot degrade so the microorganisms are not able to break down those plastic molecules because they are foreign to them 
they've never seen these type of molecules. They are man-made. <clears throat> and so these plastics will accumulate over time. And that that's what we have seen in the ocean. You know, it, it, if we dump a garbage truck of plastic into the ocean, it just accumulates over time and then we, uh, becomes a problem after some time, after we have too much of that plastic. And the same thing happens in the soil. So <clears throat> we, we have... Uh, enormous problems with the <clears throat> accumulation of plastics in in landfills right we don't uh, we cannot degrade those materials and it's the same thing will happen in the environment as well that we accumulate it over time and then potentially could uh, get to levels where they could uh, harm the health of our soils or the organisms that live in the soils Okay. Now, you have recently worked with a PhD student and with plant physiologist Karen Sanguine in our department on experiments to look at plant uptake of plastics. Can you tell us some more about your experiments and findings? Do do plants take up plastics? Yeah, that, that's an interesting question. You know, so since we recently discovered that there is quite a lot of plastics in our soils, there is the concern that those plastics could potentially harm organisms. So, so bacteria or, or earthworms, for instance, but also plants, right? So um, plants will interact with plastics if they come into contact with the plastic, either above the ground or uh, in the soil. So one of the concerns with plastic, particularly with small plastic pieces, is that they could um, be taken up by the plant roots and then transfer, for instance, into the fruits um, <clears throat> or, or the grain of, of, of the plants, and then we would eat them, right? And then there is a human uh, health concern. So we did some studies to look at how um, plastic particles will interact with the roots. And so we teamed up with Karen Sanguinet and a graduate student who then looked at <clears throat> plastic <clears throat> microscopically and see how they interacted with roots. We used wheat and we used Arabidopsis in this case and, and, and checked the interaction of the roots. What we found is that the roots actually will <clears throat> not directly take up those plastic particles, it depend a little bit on the size, but they will uh, certainly uh, associate with the root surface <clears throat> and can accumulate at the root surfaces of, of plants. So that's a potential concern, of course, for root crops. <clears throat> we don't know whether it will harm the roots, uh, in, <clears throat> for instance, in the growth development. So this is still an active area of research and certainly of, of, uh, of big interest for agriculture and also for human health for consumption of crops. Okay, well, that, that will be very interesting to figure out because I'm, uh, I imagine some people might be concerned if they found out that plastics was... We're finding their way into the plants that we eat, perhaps, directly. Right. Um, so it's good that you didn't find it actually being taken up, but it sounds like uh, still more research to be done. Yeah, so this is a very young research field. You know, we haven't really <clears throat> um, worked on these things for a long time, but it's uh, it's very important <clears throat> and, and very important that we look at these issues and see how how plastics interact with terrestrial systems and organisms and know the mechanisms how that actually can work so how, how does this drive your your work with biodegradable plastic mulch films so do you do you would these types of plastics break down to a point where they wouldn't be a concern like uh, typical plastic yeah that's a that's another very good question drew 
uh, one alternative, you know, to for the plastic problem is that we replace the plastics that we currently use with what we call biodegradable plastics. Biodegradable plastics are plastics that would degrade. They are designed to degrade in soil. <clears throat> so if you if they end up in the soil, then microorganisms would be able to metabolize those plastics into CO2 and biomass. So the plastic would basically go away. So this is a, a very promising alternative for the use of plastics, not, not for every plastic, but for a large uh, portion of the plastics. So we are doing research and looking at <clears throat> potential replacement of some of the plastics <clears throat> with biodegradable plastics, particularly plastics that are designed to be used in soils like agricultural plastics are very promising to be replaced with biodegradable plastics. And we are doing research on that to see how well those plastics perform and then how well they degrade in soils. So this is a very active research area at the moment as well. You may have heard, for instance, that there are certain bans on plastic in certain, certain states, right? So plastic bags are banned in in, in Hawaii, for instance, in California, the state of Washington also will put the ban on that in, in a couple of years, I think it will be effective. So there is a potential that we uh, can replace some of the, the plastics with biodegradable plastics that uh, would hopefully prevent the pollution of not only terrestrial, but also marine environments. Okay, well, very interesting that the, the marriage of plastic science and soil science here, uh, which I found very interesting. Thank you for sharing this information with us today, Marcus. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us and listening to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions or topics you'd like to hear on future episodes, please email me at drew.lion, that's L-Y-O-N, at wsu.edu. You can find us online at smallgrains.wsu.edu and on Facebook and Twitter at WSU Small Grains. The WSU Wheat Beat Podcast is a production of Connors Communications and the College of Agricultural, Human, and Natural Resource Sciences at Washington State University. I'm Drew Lyon. We'll see you next time.